Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I am the host of Freshly Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank you for joining me here for another exciting episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, giving me the activities of my lambs. I also want to thank my loyal listeners who have been joining in and providing information, feedback, comments. I really appreciate you. I really do. Now, in order to be obedient, as you know, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do this segment from the pulpit to the couch where you will receive biblical teaching from somebody in ministry, not me, as well as get a chance to talk to me and pick my brain as I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, I was struggling with this topic earlier because I was trying to put it together and not make it about what Jeanette wanted to talk about, but something that people may be interested in, especially with what we're going through. Now, when, when you're feeling heartbroken, sick, broke, jobless, problems with relationships, or perhaps just experiencing life challenges and need some inspiration or God's word, because sometimes we want somebody to tell us it's going to be better, be better, trouble don't last always. We hear all of these things. Even as I sit here and I try to be on a diet from by not watching the news, but I was, you know, addicted to CNN. Now I can't find a remote control, so I can't watch CNN. I only get to watch certain channels, so I keep watching streaming on the news. And when we see all of this stuff, it's like, Lord, where are you? God, what, what if the world is going on? When we're looking at the number of COVID cases increasing, shootings at the malls and the churches, it's just like this world is just out of control. So when these things are happening, God's word can actually work magic. Or it can change the way you may perhaps view things. When we say, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Now, when we hear some of these scriptures sometimes, it can be quite challenging and very interesting. I was looking for my little book, I think, branded in this house, and it had um, a thing about scriptures. So I had to go and pull out my little resources in regards to God's promises, wisdom for women devotional, and I had to get what they call the book of instructions before leaving earth, which is the Bible. So this is not to be all about you know, churchy or to try to convince anyone. But if you are a believer and when you know that times get hard, challenges and trouble comes your way, what do you do? I like listening to gospel music because sometimes I could be in my car and even though I just bought another vehicle, I'm going through things with serious radio and I'd be wanting to listen to my gospel music. Thank God Pandora's back. So I get to use the Pandora. But I like listening to God to gospel music because I can always hear a song that I can relate to that is going on or have something to do with my situation. So today we're going to be talking, and I see Lady Tina logged off, so let me log around. I also want to say sometimes I don't enjoy listening to gospel music. A little Gerald Avert don't hurt every now and then either. So what is your favorite Bible verse? We're going to be talking about the top ten Bible quote. We're going to be talking about the most misquoted Bible scriptures and what are the most inspiring scriptures. Because reassuring Bible verses about whatever you're going through, it definitely can make a difference. So let me log on, ladies, please. Give me one second. Good morning, ladies, please. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. I'm glad you was able to get it work. They that they need the internet for their phones. Some people don't need the internet for their phones. Some people say that sometimes the receptions be bad because of where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I forgot you are in another place. So that yes. do happen. But I want to thank you for joining me with this topic because you know when it comes to these scriptures, I um I learned something when I was putting the show together just that couple of minutes that I was doing it. And, you know, my one of my things was, and I'll never forget, at Higher Dominion Worship Center, I would go to the altar, and they used to say, I was told, because God don't give you no more than you can bear. 
And all that I was going through, and I used to, you know, my mother used to drug us to church and take us on Sundays, and, you know, you got to go to Bible study, Bible school, and, and Sunday school, and do all of this stuff. And I was like, Lord, I got to do all this to get to heaven? This is a lot of work. This is a lot of reading, and I don't like to read. Even to this day, I remember when I was doing the um, the class with your brother and the school of ministry, and he was talking about we had to do all this read. Girl, I still ain't read some books. And I told him one time, I have the faith of a mustard seed that you are not going to give me a test. That's why I ain't got my papers. <laughs> Nor do I have my, my adoptable baptism certificate. So we started talking about these scriptures. And one of them was that the Lord don't give you more than you can bear. Do you know I just found out that ain't even how that's supposed to go? And that's in First Corinthians 10, 13. So... And from watching television shows, we we hear these verses, we hear these scriptures, and we be thinking that it is real, that it's true. But that stuff don't even be in the Bible. Come on, God don't like us. I'm like, where the hell that heck that come from? So first, Lady T, tell the listeners who you are, and we're going to dab into some of these scriptures because we need some clarification, and I don't want to call it justification, but we need to know that things don't happen. Yes. Uh, well, a lot of people misquote the scriptures because they want it to fit what they're doing. So mm-hmm. they know what the scriptures say, but they try to use it out of context so it'll um, to make sense of what they're doing, to try to justify what they're doing and how they're living their life. They try to change things up. But that's not how it works because we all know the uh, scriptures of the Bible don't change, we change. So mm-hmm. when we change, we try to change uh, things around. Because, you know, if you change one word in a sentence, you've changed the whole meaning of that sentence. So yep. uh, so that's what people do with the scripture. They, they move around some words, and then um, it's not God's word anymore because they've moved around some words and changed it to fit what they're doing. So that's not what we mm-hmm. want to do. And when it says um, he won't he won't put more on us than we can bear, um, but we got to think he made us in his image, right? And he bared a lot of things. When Jesus walked the earth, he went through a lot. So, therefore, we can put up with a lot. We can deal with a lot. So, mm-hmm. and the things he know we can't bear, he won't even allow us to deal with it because, you know, just like some things we want to know so bad, he won't allow us to know it because he knows that it would hurt us. He knows mm-hmm. the end result. We don't know the end result of what we will do or how it will make us react, but he does. So when he says mm-hmm. he won't put more on us than we can bear, um, that means he won't even, it won't even be brought before us. The things that are brought before mm-hmm. us and we go through, it's because he knows we can deal with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, when I was going through this information and I was looking at some of this stuff, and I was like, that's not the way he talks about handle in the Bible. And so sometimes we hear these things, we start believing these things to be true. And I tell some people sometimes, don't go and repeat that. You don't want to tell nobody that. Because you just said it all backwards. So, and a lot of times, sometimes that even happened in the church because um, my God, Delano used to always tell me, even in church, keep your Bible open just to make sure that the pastor don't go off topic. Because sometimes they'll get to talking and they start talking about mm-hmm. their own life. They be talking about their, their parents and their mamas and the, what they had for breakfast. And you be thinking that stuff in the Bible. Ain't nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just nowhere in the Bible. So that's why they say also study to show yourself approved. Because if you mm-hmm. know your word, you don't even have to, you won't even try to, combat or become confrontational when it comes to things of that nature. And I said today we're going to be talking about, you know, what are some of your um, good favorite Bible verses because I got my little book that I got from CBS that talks about God's promises for <laughs> your every. And that is so, so true because people are going through so many different things and as they're going through, they're like, well, where's God? Well, where's God? You know, so we got to go back to understanding, even when we start talking about the carnal mind, 
And some of the stuff, like even in Revelation, the book of Revelation, when I finally read the book of Revelation, I'd be like, I don't want to know all that. Ooh. But we're seeing them right. <laughs> right in front of us. And even when we're looking at COVID being on the rise and people will stand on the word by his stripes, I'm healed. Now, we know everybody's not going to be healed. So sometimes when we talk about, and I indicated, and I wrote on Facebook, and I found some information, and I said, when you are heartbroken, you're broke, you're jobless, you're sick, you're having life challenges, and you need some inspiration, God's words can work magic or it can change the way you view your situation. You know, because you can find humor in all of that too, if you believe. But if you're a non-believer, you're not going to believe that stuff is like going to Burger King. You want to have it your way. So the, the problem with that is he may not always tell me you want to. The scriptures may not always make sense at that time. I remember going through some stuff in 2007 with my business, and a person told me to read Psalm 31. And when I kept reading it over and over and over and over, when they were talking about the righteous will not be forsaken, nor a seed beggar's bread, I stood on that word. I, I would repeat it daily, read that scripture daily until it manifested itself into my life. Because sometimes if you say something or you keep repeating it and you believe it, it will come true. It will come true. So let me see, like I said, today's show is not to try to convince nobody to convert. It's not to do all of that. But what is, when we start talking about, what are some good favorite Bible verses? Well, you know, some people like um, Romans 8 and um, 28, you know, that's, uh, isn't that pastor's favorite? And um, some people like John 3.16, um, some like, um, of course, the uh, the scripture, you know, with David, the Psalm, mm-hmm. 23rd Psalm. You know, a lot of the ones they can remember, those are ones you're taught, like in Sunday school and stuff growing up. So um, those are some of the favorites. But me personally, I like the book of Proverbs. It has so much in it. It, I mean, I really like it. I, lo- I love the whole book of Proverbs. It has a lot in there, a lot of meat, a lot of things, you know, about you, about marriage, about just things that's really good. And um, so um, Revelation tends to scare people, um, but it tells mm-hmm. about the end times, a lot of things that are going on, a lot of things, you know, that are going to occur, and a lot of people mm-hmm. are afraid of that. So a lot of people do not like to read the, you know, the book of Revelation. And um, mm-hmm. also Genesis, you know, that's the beginning. It's when God um, created everything. So there's a lot in there, and then there's a lot about Abraham, and you know, because he's the father, you know, Father Abraham. So we know he is well, the father. One of our listeners, one of our listeners, Tammy, on Facebook, she, Didi just wrote First John 5.14. That's the one, too. And some people even sing certain scriptures in the song, you hear them a lot in the gospel music. Now, I'm looking at right. something, and it right. says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, that's one that someone, um, you know, they had too, because we have verses and scriptures that to encourage individuals so that they don't feel mm-hmm. like they're in despair, you know, so they don't feel like they're the only one. Now, when we in John sixteen thirty three, in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I will overcome the world. Now, when we're looking at these worldly things and we're looking at the news and Putin and it's like, really? Those are the tribulations. We're going through a lot of stuff right now. You know, and I said the one about um, the first one I read about, so do not fear, for I'm with you. That's in Isaiah 41.10. Now, Philippians 4-7 is another one we're talking about, 
to not be anxious about anything. Now, as a therapist, I get a lot of calls from individuals with anxiety, marriages, troubled relationships, dealing with their children. And when we talk about prayer and potential with Thanksgiving, potential request to God, a lot of times people want to therapy. They run to they run to the pastor. They go to um they, they get caught up in addictions and, and get caught up in certain unhealthy relationships. So going through that word, do not be angry. You know, I say if you go worry, don't pray, if you don't pray, don't worry, don't be both. And a lot of times my clients didn't understand what I meant, but what I meant by that, I'm not going to let all of this stuff just drive me crazy. It's, it's just too much. It's way too much. Uh-huh. And even uh-huh. in Philippians 4, 7, it says, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. you got to guard that because it's right, too, right. We, too much. Okay. Yeah, and we know, too, on, um, like I was saying, Romans 8 and 28 is um, one of um, my brother's favorite verses. And it says, for, um, and we know that all things work together for, for good to them that love God. So a lot of people misquote that because if you don't love God, how do you expect all things to work together for your good? And then to them who are the called according to his purpose. So are you called? You we know many are called, but you are, few are chosen. So are you called according to his purpose? Are you willing to do his will? You know, are you willing to live out the purpose that he has provided for you? So a lot of people misquote these scriptures because they say, uh-uh, all things work together for my good, but do you love God? So you're, they, they'll take one part and leave out the other part. They don't they don't um, quote the whole scripture. They just take out the parts they want, and then they wonder why things don't work out the way they want. It's because you're you're missing key parts of the scripture and what it really says. So then they get mad at God. Right. I can't get mad at God because what He said is true. His word is true. You're just not reading it right, or you just don't want it to apply it the correct way. Well, like so. I said, it's like that Burger King. We want to have it our way. We wanted to. Come right now. Take away this pain right now. If my toe is hurting, I ain't got time to be dealing with all the. Fix my toe. Take care of this before you take care of anything else. And I ain't worried about what's happening to somebody else because it's me right now. It's me, Lord. You know what they say is me, Lord, standing in need of prayer. Now, you indicated something about even with um, Proverbs. I remember a person told me every night read a proverb, something from Proverbs, and read a song. But there was more songs than there were proverbs in regards to doing it every day. So you want to try to put that in your spirit. Now, in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but it always acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. So sometimes we get ourselves caught up in situations and then we want God to, to bail us out, give us a lifeline. But we put ourselves in that situation. So there's lessons to be learned. We're going to experience some things. But like I say, trouble don't last always. Sometimes it seems like I've been going through for just for so long. I can't take it no more. And I used to listen to our, our mothers in the church or our, our elders, our seniors. And some of the things that they used to say to me or just say, it kind of just stuck with me. But it doesn't mean that it was true or it made any sense. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another one that's powerful. And I used to always hear Byron's mother quote this one. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my mm-hmm. face and turn from their wicked, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Some mm-hmm. people don't even think that what they're doing is wrong. They think that it's okay for me to do this. It's about money. It's about power. It's about greed. And all of that stuff is in the world, too. So when we say we want our land here, how long are we going to be dealing with COVID? This is ridiculous. And now it's getting worse again. So these things, when we start talking about I will forgive their sins, that's powerful, very powerful. Sometimes we struggle with just forgiving one another. 
What is your mm-hmm. take on that now, one, Lady T? Because I hear a lot of elders or older people talk about that one. And Didi said, and I am willing to obey his commandments. Oh, I need the Holy Spirit for real. <laughs> okay, Didi. Didi, you know you can call in. Now, if any of you out there are listening and you want to call in on the show to share some of the scriptures that either you feel have worked in your favor or mm-hmm. you've seen it to come true and stood on that work, it's like Kirk Franklin, not Kirk Franklin, but Johnny McCurkin would say, what do you do when you're done all you can? you just saying. You stand. Yeah. You repeat yeah. it. You just stand. It. You start right, eating right. it. You just but, Okay, but listen, listen to this. And share. Listen. Give us a call, Uh-oh. 516-387-1914, because I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear how some of these scriptures may have changed your life, because I know it changed mine. I know. So <laughs> what are some of the so, other ones? Um, yeah, I, I know we keep, my phone keeps going in and out, so I'm hearing every other word you're saying, and I, that might happen. So if it gets real bad, then okay. you'll know what happens. So um, I was going to say earlier when me and you were talking about all these things happening around us and so much going on. So in um, Second Timothy, um, it starts out with, um, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Now, that's one that a lot of people like to say, too, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with diverse lust, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's powerful. Always mm-hmm. learning, but you never mm-hmm. come to the understanding of the truth because you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that in you itself. Mm-hmm. And it says, mm-hmm. but they shall profoundly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs was also. Wow. So, you yeah, know, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very. And it speaks the truth. It really do. And it don't change, even though I think that sometimes people get confused because we got different um, versions. We got the King James versions. You know, some individuals will study the Quran. You know, you have individuals that are Mormons, they study, the, you know, a different book. But it all still stems from the same thing. Even when individuals are dealing with addictions and they go to the AA meetings, and they're studying the big book. A lot of that stuff is scriptures based on the word of God. Now, here's another one, um, Lady T. First Peter's, and I, I believe, I don't know if I read this, this one already, 5, verse 6, chapter 5, verse 6 mm-hmm. and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, mm-hmm. under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, proper time, he may exalt you, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. A lot right. of individuals struggle with that. Somebody just sent me a text and they're talking about Genesis chapter 5. Uh, the mm-hmm. Okay, so I saw the text you sent me, but you know what? You can go on Facebook Live or even you can call in. I'm trying to, he called on the phone that I called the show on, so it kind of popped up and it disappeared. But um, he's mm-hmm. speaking on another. Uh, so, like I said, some of these things is like, oof. Now, even with Revelation, because I told you I kind of stayed away from Revelation. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I want to know all this stuff. I don't even like watching scary movies because I don't want to be putting all that stuff in my head. But Revelation 21.4 says, He will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and death shall be no more. <laughs> Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the formal things have passed away, 
And he who has seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. You know, I woke up this morning thinking about a lot of people that that have transitioned in life. And I don't know why I, I, now I'm sitting here trying to describe. I, cause I, was, I had a conversation with my uncle last night because he called me. And my uncle talked to me longer than he has talked to me in years because my uncle is not a talker. Crazy because with Jerome, on the 4th of July, we went to one of my family gatherings, and people were getting him confused. <laughs> they were getting him confused because he looked and acted so much like my Uncle James, my cousin James that you know, that's DeAndre's father. So mm-hmm. he favors James, but then he act like my Uncle David. So when Jerome was at the 4th of July party dancing and everything, my auntie posted something about my brother always. And I had to be like, uh, that was not your brother. You know, then my cousin Carlton came and said, Jeanette, how did you find, how did you find somebody that I ain't find? Him? I've been knowing him since I was 13, you know. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I, I, it was a picture image of how all of these people just say and, you know, Roger and, and but all these people just passed away. So when we start looking and thinking about that, and some were sick, some were not. People losing their parents. There's a lot of people that are grieving and mourning over the death of a loved one. So how do you go and tell these individuals, you know, and, and they read or at the funeral, they'll give you a word of comfort, prayer. They don't want to hear that at that time. So what is one to do, Lady T, when we start talking about these things and we tell people to stand on the word of God, we tell individuals that this is a book of instructions before leaving life, we catch, we say all of these things, but yet sometimes individuals say, well, this ain't working for me. Yeah. Well, it's not work. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Um, when you tell someone, just stand on the word of God, they they probably don't understand because they haven't read the word or they have no understanding or, you know, they don't know what it's really saying or they don't read the word. So when you say that to them, it's like a foreign language. So they're just like, how am I mm-hmm. supposed to stand on the word when I don't understand what I'm standing on? Mm-hmm. Because they have no That's understanding good. if they're not reading. And sometimes when, you know, individuals go to church, they listen to the the pastor or the preacher, the person that speaking, instead of writing it down, instead of studying it, it set for themselves to show themselves approved, they're just going off what the pastor and the preacher is saying. And a lot of times, a lot of Christians do that. They just quote whatever they hear, but they never read the word for themselves. Mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. They don't under- Therefore, they really don't understand. You don't know what you're uh-huh. talking about. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yesterday. I just had to laugh. Ryder had a good one yesterday, Tammy. Before he went to bed last night, he told me, Mommy, there's a new student at my classroom named Ryder. Mm-hmm. You get a call from the school, they talking about the other writer. They're not talking about me. And the other writer did da 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 He just said, so who's the other writer, your alter ego? The writer said, be like, I don't know if you got a call today, but if you did, it wasn't me. <laughs> All I can do is just, I try my best <laughs> not to laugh, but that young man, oh, my God. Now, I'm looking at, like I said, God's promises for your everyday need, and one of the things it says, Jesus is your security. I went to the word security because that's what we, we want, a solid foundation. We want security. We want to trust. We want to believe. A lot of times we want people to tell us these things, but sometimes people don't know what to say. Sometimes people don't even know what to do to even comfort you or give you a word of encouragement. And in regards to that, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance, and it talks about um, incorruptible and underfield that he does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and salvation, 
ready to be revealed in the last time. And I said first Peter. But that wasn't what I wanted to read. I don't even know why I said that one. The one that I wanted to read has to do with John 10, 27, 29. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Now, a lot of times we talk about people who have fallen, you know, people have sinned, people have backslid, and some individuals get stuck with that too. But when we know that we have the assurance, assurance is better than insurance. Insurance let me know if something happened, I'm going to get paid. Assurance let me know I'm going to be taken care of. So if I know his voice and I know that I'm going to be obedient and that I am to follow him, that I will have eternal life, then I don't need to worry about some of these things of the world. That don't mean I need to ignore it. That don't mean these things are not happening. And that don't mean i got to walk around all lapsadaisio. But when it indicates that my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them, out of my father's hands, that's why I always say I will turn it over to the Lord. Like I said with my son, honey, once I turn him over, I can't take him back because I'm a gave to God now. God handled it because I can't. I can't do this. That is the security. We want to know that everything is going to be all right. Lady T, what else do you want the listeners to know? Because I got a lot of information, and I want to mm-hmm. say this one, too. Loneliness. There's a lot of individuals that are struggling with their emotions. And mm-hmm. they're struggling not only with anxiety, but they're struggling with it alone. They're struggling thinking that nobody cares, that nobody um, wants to be around them. And the one thing is we got to know, and it talks about it first for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake because it is pleased the Lord to make you his people. So when we start talking about being lonely, when we start talking about I don't want to be alone, we got to remember that he will never leave us without forsaking us, and he will always send us a comforter. Now, sometimes we may want to comforter off. Sometimes we may get on that person's nerve. You know, Tammy, in this book, they got things about being depressed, they talk about what to do when you are experiencing fear. You know, it's so much stuff. And even if you are like me, and I will get confused with scriptures and knowing which scripture to read, you've got the thesaurus. You've got a lot of things. You can even use the Internet to try to help guide you in the right direction. Some of the scriptures kind of repeat, that one can repeat itself, but some scriptures Lady T, you can use for multiple things. Because I'm looking at something that talks about mentally disturbed. And it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. But yes, it talks about that also in regards to fear, in regards to Second Timothy 1 through 7. And um, another one I'm looking at, and I kind of lost it, it talks about being rebellious. And even with being rebellious, it says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Sometimes, Lady T, we get that term submissive confused, especially as ladies. For they watch out for your soul as those who must give account. So that don't mean be submissive with everybody. That don't mean that a person or a man tell you because you said so. No. It's for those that are watching over your soul who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. You know, that's the relationship one, Lady T, that a lot of yeah. individuals get caught up in because they think, you know, I've got to be submissive. When I was talking to my uncle, I learned of one of my family members that kind of got caught up. The, I, the, the men in my family are hot men. And mm-hmm. even with that, and you're talking about domestic violence and women dying at the hands of men, men dying at the hands of women, and just being unhappy, it, that right there, when we talk about being submissive, 
what is your take on that? Okay. <clears throat> My take on that is, um, okay, a lot of people need to understand, because I've heard several women that are dating say their boyfriends say to them, uh, you're not submitting like it says in the Bible. First of all, uh, God don't say submit to a boyfriend. Everything he says relates to marriage. So it says wives be submissive to your husbands. Husbands love your wives. So when you're uh, dating or when you're a boyfriend, call yourself boyfriend and girlfriend, that God, that has nothing to do with it. And what they don't understand is when you're in a relationship like that and some a boyfriend goes sleep with another woman or the woman goes sleep with another man, that's not cheating because you're not married. So mm-hmm. everything God says relates to a marital relationship. So, of course, mm-hmm. I mean, it goes without saying, almost all of us have had, you know, sex before marriage, obviously, you know. A lot mm-hmm. there's a lot, you know, that just goes without saying. But um, when it says submit, it also does not mean control. So a man is mm-hmm. not supposed to control us. When we submit, that just means you're submitting to, you know, being there, helping out, doing all that. You're not going to fight with him or fuss with him. Or, you know, if you have a disagreement, you, you just be like, okay, well, I don't agree with this, but let's agree to disagree. Or you you come to terms with it. But it does not mean a man controlling you, telling you, you can't do this. You can't wear that. You can't go here. You can't. That's, that's, not, that's not what that is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women get controlling, confused with submitting. And then they get confused because the husband tells them, you're not submitting, you're not doing what the Bible says, you're not doing what God says. No, God didn't say for me to be a slave to you. Submitting Mm -hmm. is not being a slave. Submitting is not being controlled and degrading me. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not what it is. It's not what it is. And some women that are running the household, you're out of order. Because you're not supposed to yep. be controlling and your husband. Your husband does not submit to you. That's not what the Bible says. So we need to learn now, who we are. He put Genesis chapter 5, verse 12 through 14, and Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 2 to 5. I wish you would call in so he can um, talk about that also. Another thing, um, Lady T, is when we talk about answers and unprayers, a lot of times we pray for Things, we ask God for things, and God is not a Santa Claus. So that don't mean he's going to just come in and just do all of this stuff. But one of the things it says, and it talks about in Matthew 20, who is it? Who are these Oh, my Jesus. Okay. I guess I'm talking too loud. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing in, you will receive. So a lot of times you think if I ask God, go give it to me, and that's in Matthew twenty twenty one. Lady T, we got some dogs over here that we cannot control, and I don't mean control, control. We, I got to get a fence, a new fence. So what Tisha did was she went and bought the little collars to where if they go a certain area, that mm-hmm. it is shop girl. We got the palm so dog along. I'm talking, the dog is at the front door. The dog already hopped over the fence and is at the door like, let me in. This oh. dog is getting on my nerves. The other dog is like, I ain't going with you because you can get in trouble. But this one, Nala, girl, she will jump over the fence. I guess she's like, Oh, this is all I'm going to feel? Just this one shot? Once I'm over, I'm over. It's like, really? <laughs> Girl, I'm at the press of this dog. So stop. Stop knocking at the door. I am not letting you in. Why is this person just, and my phone is just ringing off the hook? So, um, so the thing is, you know what? Wait a minute. Rodney, I'm on the air live. I'm going to put you on the air. I'm going to put you on the radio show. I'm on the radio. Oh, what does that mean? That means you call me, and I press the button and said I'll call you back, and you call me right back again. Oh, I know. Uh, so, so basically, I'm on the radio talking about favorite scriptures 
You have a favorite scripture you want to talk about now that you're on the radio with me? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite scripture? What is the scripture? What is your favorite Bible verse? What's your favorite Bible verse? Uh, Psalms 101. Psalms 101 is your favorite Bible verse? Uh-huh. Okay, and what is that one? I, I got to look it up. I just know that's the only one. Oh, that's just the only one? Uh, I can't that's the only one I can think of. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to call you back because right now I am live on the radio. Okay. Right, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, I know who that person is now. I thought that was another person that's already in my group. That's a person that keeps trying to get in my group. And I'm just like, I already told him to go somewhere else. He won't go nowhere else. Keep calling me. <laughs> I thought it was somebody else. Okay, so um, another one that is an um, unsaved loved one. A lot of individuals don't even realize that there are quite a few Bible verses for individuals that are unsaved because, you know, we have in some situations kids going to church or kids doing the Bible study and the parents don't go or the parents going and the kids are not interested or we have individuals that have kids that are backslid, that are wayward, that are, you know, in trouble and going through all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. Now, one of the things it talks about with unsaved loved ones is act. I'm seeing a lot about Acts, a lot about Isaiah. But in Acts 16.31, it says, So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. You know, and we talk about clean spirits. We talk about all these different things. But what is your take on that when we start talking about Bible verses and even just um, casting your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain you, he shall never permit the righteous, be moved. And that's in Psalm hmm. 55, 22. Yeah, that right there. It's one thing to, to be uh, quoting scripture. It's another thing to live it. Girl. Because we can walk that. around and speak it all day long, but are you living it? Because if you're not living mm-hmm. it, that's why you don't understand why what you're reading is not applied to your life. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we talk about inspiration and what inspires us, and I know you um, talked about Romans and Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine. for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, or uh-huh. anything else in all creations will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, a That's lot of right. individuals get upset with God, they feel that God has forsaken them, have abandoned them, have left them. And that right there is also one of the most inspiring Bible verses. Mm-hmm. So we have yeah. those Bible verses. also have those Bible verses that we, um, we memorize. But whether you experience seasons in life, I remember one time my accountant said something to me about I was going through a season. Girl, I didn't even know what he was talking about. I'm thinking he's talking about summer, winter, spring, and fall. But he was just talking about the point in my life I was going to be experiencing some turbulence, and I didn't understand what he was talking about. But I was able to deal with that. Now, we all experience seasons in our life that can be discouraging and stressful. Whether we're dealing with the loss of a job, the death of a loved one, overall confusion about where life is heading, but reading through inspirational Bible verses is an excellent way to lift your spirit and gain a new perspective on difficult situations. That's when you get, as I learned when you're doing Bible studies, where you can take these um, scriptures and break them down to where you can, you know, interpret them to where you're trying to dust at the Lord to get a better understanding and perception of how can it can be applied to your life. So that will help you gain a new perspective on a difficult situation. The Word of God has a profound way of encouraging its readers to be strong and courageous in the midst of troubled circumstances. And these inspirational quotes are great starting points. You know, either some people do morning prayers, some people do afternoon prayers, some people do evening prayers. But it talks about that all things are possible with God. 
and his mercy are new every morning. But keeping uplifting Bible verses closest to the heart helps us to see the beauty in everything. And when we are filled with the joy of each day, it is easier to treat people with kindness and respect. You know, Lady T, that's what we are losing. We are, people are just becoming just so disrespectful. Absolutely. And sometimes I'm beat up with the word, but it's like, wow, wow. It is. So about- <laughs> There's a lot of disrespect mm-hmm. right now, and it's, it's crazy. A lot. You're like, wow. <laughs> a lot. Okay, it looks like my brother-in-law calling in, so I'm glad. Let me knock him on. <laughs> okay. Hello, Mr. Will. How are you doing? I only know because I know the last number of your phone. Your phone number. Right. How are you doing, Jeanette? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I, I, am with, I want to thank you for joining in with us in regards to talking about favorite scriptures because we all have our favorite scriptures, the things that we stand on when we talk about our children, our family, our situations. What is your take on this when we talk about favorite scriptures? Well, I, I, I agree with you, uh, you guys' conversation so far. I just wanted to throw a few uh, you know, a few scriptures in here for us to really think about, particularly black folks. And um, the ones mm-hmm. I sent you uh, was uh, uh, Genesis, I think, 15, chapter 15, verses 12 through 14. And um, those verses, I- I'll read it to you right quick. And um, when okay. the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve mm-hmm. them, and they shall afflict them for 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. That one right there connects with me because what other people on the planet has been afflicted and served another nation for 400 years other than the black people here in America. Right. And I, I don't, I, I, I don't know of too many pastors that actually, you know, even discuss this or read it or give congregation. And it, it upsets me actually, because if you can't take the scripture and connect it to what's going on today, then what are we even right. doing in the church? Mm-hmm. So that one right there, you know, is something for me. And the other one, the Jeremiah, let me see, Jeremiah chapter uh, 10, verses 2 through 5. Let me see mm-hmm. if I can find that. Re- mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Give me a second. Okay. All right. This one says, uh, hear ye the word of which the Lord speaketh unto you. O house of Israel, thus said the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of the heaven, for the heaven, the heaven are dismayed at them, for the customs of the people are in vain. For one cutteth mm-hmm. a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of a workman with an axe. They deck it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it not move. That they are upright as a palm tree, but not, they not speaketh, and they must their needs must not be borne because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, nor they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. Now, for me, that mm-hmm. basically discussing or talking about Christmas. And when you talk mm-hmm. about the, you know, following the customs of the people, and we're in a country that we know have afflicted us for 400 years, why, black people, are we continuing to follow and you know, just continue to give our money for all the holidays that are set forth for us to follow. All of these holidays mm-hmm. are paganist, the historical context of when they were created. And here we are not doing reading and studying, and then we find ourselves wondering why we're still oppressed. Why we still got police officers out here shooting us in the streets, shooting us 60 times. Look, these are people that are dying. But yet and still, we take all of our money, and black people, that black people earn 1.3 
trillion dollars annually collectively that black people in this country have. So we got economic power if we just come together in some way. So here we are giving our money back on these so-called holidays for our oppressor to continue to turn around and continue to use it to oppress us. And then we wonder, then we all on Facebook talking about, uh, you know, I'm so tired of seeing, you know, police officers kill our people in the streets. I'm so tired of this and that. But yet still we can't. I'm so hey, to, you kind of, you know. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. Well, you, you're talking about some really good stuff. And even though you're talking about it, I can hear it kind of going in and out, in and out. Now, you have a pastor's yeah. wife on the air, and she was agreeing with some of the things that you were saying. And sometimes, and it's not about trying to please people or tickle their ears or whatever the case may be, because we need to be honest. And I don't know if it was you that sent me the information about Cleflo Dollar saying or finally admitting to something. I think you sent me that. I, and I probably so I and with tithes and offering. So a lot of times when individuals stand up for what's right, people don't want them to do that because they want to go with the status quo. But the status quo is not always leading people the right way because we can send people. I mean, one thing I used to love about Pastor Hammond is he used to say, I don't have a heaven or hell to put nobody in, and that is so, so true because we can find our own way there with all the stuff that we're doing. So, but with that being said, you know, we got to do better. And even when we start talking about the wicked and, you know, and in the Bible, it doesn't call things out like that in regards to black and white. But when you start studying to show yourself approved and you start using critical thinking, it can help you in regards to have a a better understanding of what it is that they're talking about. And, you know, I would say it's Psalm 31. It wasn't Psalm 31. It was Psalm 37 that I stood on when it says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. It doesn't just say that the evildoers are are who they were or these people that were coming after me, but what they were doing was straight evil, and it wasn't about me. Neither be thou envious against the workers of inadequacy. Because what happened was they were envious because how did black woman just bought this corporation? Who does she think she is getting these people off of drugs and trying to stop individuals from beating up each other and killing each other with domestic violence? Who made right. that? No, I didn't ask all of it. And it says, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and withered as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. I continue to do the right thing no matter what my bank account said, no matter what these people said about me. I still continue to do good. It's like Lady T was saying. We got to be obedient, and sometimes we got to step out on faith, and we got to live it. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Will you know? I don't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> and I can't say I did it. The Lord did it because I didn't ask. I didn't do it. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Now, I was sitting up here talking to a person on the phone when I answered the phone. I thought this person was somebody else. I've been told this man so many times he needs to go to another program, but this man still keeps calling me. <laughs> I'm just like, really? But the thing is, I've got to be obedient and do my best to try to help this man because he probably never been turned away by everybody else because he called me early in the morning, late at night, send me text messages. It's like, how many times do I have to tell you that this program right here may not be appropriate, but see, but I have to do better even with that. But I'm, you know, I know I got to find me, I got to find me some help. You know, this person that just sent me a thing, I said, oh, the person wants to pay, to pay me some money, right? The person, I said, please do not pay me, and it's not my responsibility to call you. I logged off for the intake, and you failed to show. There are agencies that would charge you for a no-show fee if you failed to attend a scheduled session. I said, take care. He said, right. thanks. 
whatever. This is ridiculous. You could be more helpful, but whatever. Thank you. Take care. Why are you calling me again? <laughs> I'm just looking at these text messages. Well, we going Especially back to he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't really mean that. I, I, I don't like those type of statements. Don't don't tell me something that you mean, oh, yeah, well, good good day, take care, after you didn't get what you wanted. You didn't really mean that. That's phony. Well, this is the thing. I asked the man, please find another facility you can attend or call the Orange County Probation Department to obtain a list of probation-approved providers. You've missed two scheduled intakes with me, which I do not take personal, but I believe your decision is, is I believe that your decision to go to another provider is best because he said he was going to go somewhere else. If you're going to go somewhere else, why do you keep calling me? Then you call me, I right. text the thing that I'm not available, you call me again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, but the thing we, is, like, we are don't take group. it personal, but with somebody else. I really did. And so, but see, a person's perception is they think that these programs are all about money. Not about money with me. I'll help people if you want my help, but I'm not going to let you just continuously just try to get on my nerves. So when we start talking about um, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust in him, and it, he shall bring it to pass, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. So those are some of the things we talk about wicked doers and casting down and, you know, but find the, find something that works for you. Find something that fits your situation to try to help you get through. No matter what you're going through, whether it's a marriage, whether it's financial, whether it's mental, whether, even with what's going on with the world today. There is something in the Bible that we can stand on, and when we come together, like you saying, Will, and start interpreting some of these things, we can be powerful. We can be powerful. Right. Because if you talk about all this evilness and, and uh, godliness, all of this stuff was already written before us. It was already mm-hmm. there. And I, I heard you uh, talking about, you know, Revelation, and I think one of the things we really do need to do is not be afraid of Revelation, but try to read it and get and gain an understanding of it because we're in that time right now. Everything that is happening, mm-hmm. are some, we are right in that time. And, you know, some of these things mm-hmm. are being revealed. I mean, COVID is a part of, you know, Revelation. You know, it's a pestilence. Mm-hmm. A pestilence. So here we are, you know, going through all these, all these shutdowns. Everything that we see is, I mean, this is all scripture. This is all going to come to pass, and we have to figure out how to survive it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And it, it, it is, Will, because, like I said, with all of this, we've been dealing with COVID, but we've got to go on three years now. This is mm-hmm. ridiculous. And it's not going away. It's at San Diego it's County. They have them wear the mask again. L.A. County, indoor mask again, because people are getting sick. I just went to, on the 4th of July, I was around some individuals, and then a lady sent me a text apologizing because her son had COVID. And then we go to Glen Ivy. I didn't even know that she because she said she was negative, but a lot of individuals are testing positive for COVID again. So, well, you know what, Jeanette? What, one of the things that I would like to know is, for all those who are catching COVID now, were, have they taken any of these jabs? Have they taken any of the shots? And if they have, then we have to understand that the shots, first of all, we need to understand and believe that the shots are not effective and they're not safe. That's something that I am convinced of at this point. All right? That's why uh, this, this uh, devil Fauci is about to – you know, he's trying to step down and retire from his position. No, you ain't trying to – you're trying to get away now because you know what's your come down the pipe. Because those, those shots are not what – they're not vaccines. And a lot of people that are catching COVID now – I know three people that caught COVID now that, yeah, they took all the shots and the booster. So now your immune system is yeah. lower, is weakened now. Now you're able to catch the variants, and the variants are being caused by – the shots itself, because if it's not a shot that's going to destroy the virus once it enters your body, then the virus is going to figure it out and, and learn because viruses mutate. So now we're seeing these yeah. variants 
and these variants are they're becoming stronger and more virulent simply because when you take these shots, it is not going to kill the virus. So the virus is going to grow. It's going to go around it and mutate and try to figure out, oh, that's what's going on? Okay, now I just need to just pump some more weight to get stronger here, and I'll create a new variant. And that's what, yeah, and that's what's going on. So they know this. Look, man, this is, to me, this is biology. It's like, and I, it's like teacher and I trying to keep these dogs in the backyard, and everything we do, mm-hmm. this dog keeps outsmarting us. Well, we got a shock collar <laughs> on, doing the rain, and the dog just still keeps going wherever the heck the dog want to go. It's like, really? <laughs> right. You got a shock collar on, still hopping the fence, getting away? And you don't even care. Don't even care. And I know Lady T just hung up because she got to go. But, um, you know, like I said, it's just so much going on. So, I know we're out of time right now, and it's hot because you talk about medications and stuff. They done put me on some anti, what's the anti? They put me on some arthritis medication, and this stuff got me sweating like a pig. Good Lord, it's hot. So I can't wait to stop this mess because I didn't even want to take it. The lady was like, well, I know you're not going to want to take it, and I know you're not going to want I'm not trying to do this. Y'all can have me all blowed up, and it, but I was in so much pain so I'm like, you right. know what? I'm going to look it up, do my homework, I'm going to do my research, and I'm not going to just put anything in my body. But I know that that medication will also weaken my immune system, which is already compromised. So I'm taking other right. things to boost my system because I don't want to catch COVID. But I don't want to be mm-hmm. walking around here with my fingers popped up the other way and legs and knees hurting and head hurting, neck hurting. I, I was talking to a lady the other day. She told me she had arthritis in her neck. I didn't even know you can get arthritis in your neck. Yeah. But I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. My head, my head, the back of my neck was hurting so bad. Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure that I take care of myself because self-care is very important. Even in the Bible, we need to take better care of ourselves, our mind, Absolutely. our spirit, and our soul. We really got to do better. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about aging gracefully because some individuals have done so much damage to their body. Some individuals, we're just beating ourselves up with all kind of stuff. And when we start talking about wanting to live a life, you know, I hear people say that the, the life is supposed to be at least 70. Some people are not making it to 70. You know, I know a lot of people died in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. So when we start talking about the longevity and aging gracefully, we don't want to be going out looking all toe up, even though I know it's just a shell, but we really got to do better. So if you want to join in on this conversation and learn some of these individuals' beauty tips, i got an uncle that's about, I know he is in his 90s. So I've got family members that have lived long. I used to say the family members in my family don't age. We, we age gracefully until uh, somebody wanted to try to talk about me this morning and call me goofy because my face was all swollen. But uh, he forgot I'm taking this dog on medicine. So. <laughs> Call me droopy. You better be glad I'm not sensitive because I could have said something back, but I didn't want to go kiss the tap. You know, it's all good. It is all good because I am still wonderfully and beautifully made. So I ain't worried about being droopy or big nose or whatever else they want to call me. I ain't worried about all that. So, <laughs> I'm really not. So thank you, Will, well, for joining in on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like I said, next Monday we're going to be talking about aging gracefully at Precious Predicaments okay. Blog Talk Radio. If you have any topics that you want, us to discuss, let me know. And I want to give a shout-out, shout-out, shout-out. I used to call them my little mini-me, but I'm, today is our last thing with the Coin Academy. So I finished my Coin Academy for public speaking. So if you want to book me for some speaking engagements, you can give me a call at 714-992-1677. I'm very well-versed and educated in several different subject matters. And I love to talk and have fun and be entertaining at the same time. So I will be doing that. So finish it. And I want to say that she did an awesome job with the information that she shared. Yandra Jackson with the Coin Academy, she did an awesome job with the presenters that she had, the information that she shared with us, and gave us a lot of stuff to learn how to go out and find speaking gigs, because there's so much stuff you can do, whether you're doing a TED Talk, whether you're speaking in front of a large audience, a small audience, whether you're speaking in a church setting, there's a lot of things that we can do. A lot of times, we've got to learn how to step out on faith. we got to believe in ourselves. 
And if God can bring you to it, he can bring you through it. So there's a lot of stuff that we can share with other people. So, if you, again, if you have any shows that you want me to talk about, subject matters, give me a call, 714-992-1677, or email me at preciouspredicaments.com. Oh, no, preciouspredicaments, I think it's at gmail.com. Or you can either um, email me at jabneylmft at gmail.com. Well, I've got so many numbers and emails and stuff, I'll be forgetting sometimes. So some people said, can you speak about our reunion picnic? Okay. We also, if you are from the city of Compton, we will be having a Woolbrook reunion, those that was under the tutelage of Dr. Freeman, at the El Dorado Park, I believe it is August the 13th, DD, or TTT, if I'm not mistaken. We will be getting together, so Ron Coffee, Mel Capers, Pinky, me, Pinky, Ilya, all of us that are, that we, we, we were class of like 81. So <laughs> those that are other classes, we will also be at the El Dorado Park, and that's going to be our way of getting together. And I enjoy that. Pinky, I was calling the people that I know have left the state to let them know, come back to California, because we're going to be at El Dorado Park in August, on August the 13th. And, you know, and that gives us time to bond. That gives us time to be able to fellowship with one another. And I enjoy seeing my people in the neighborhood and people that I went to school with. So, yeah, Tiki, I shared the information. Anything else you want me to do out there, call me. You know you know my number. Let me know. Love you guys. We live a balanced life. Until Monday, see you again at Precious Predictions Block Talk Radio. Bye-bye.